Welcome to Straight Outta Health IT. Getting into health tech is rough, but here's an unfiltered dialogue of healthcare leaders and influencers covering a wide variety of issues affecting healthcare and the health tech industry. And now your host, Christopher Cunney. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Straight Outta Healthcare IT. I'm your host, Christopher Cunney, and today we've got another exciting guest on the program. Today's topic we're going to be talking about is empowering success, mindset mastery, and superior wellness for business leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs. You know, everyone leads a very fast-paced lifestyle today, and we use this term called work-life balance, but is there such a thing really as work-life balance? With everything that we've got going on, I know I don't have it in my life, and I'm trying to figure out, is that really possible? Or how do I maximize the things that I'm doing on a day-to-day basis while trying to keep my lights on as well, too? So today we're going to be discussing with one of the leading subject matter experts on this topic, a way of balancing that. So in this fast-paced world where successes are only measured not only by financial achievements, but also by personal well-being and professional growth, business people and executives and entrepreneurs are increasingly recognizing the importance of mindset mastery and superior wellness initiatives. So what exactly is that, the power of mindset? Understanding the impact of mindset on your success is crucial. Discovering techniques to cultivate a positive and growth-oriented mindset can enhance your decision-making, resilience, and ability to overcome challenges in the business world and in life. Strategies for stress management, effective wellness initiatives should also include strategies for, again, managing stress and maintaining a healthy work-life balance. That's what I want to try to learn about how to do better as well. Learning these techniques such as mindfulness, time management, self-care, can help us optimize professional performance, reduce burnout, and enhance our overall wellness and well-being. Also, building a supportive environment, creating a supportive work environment that values well-being as essential. Implementing initiatives like employee wellness programs, fostering a culture of open communication, and promoting, again, work-life integration can contribute to a healthier and more productive workforce, resulting from increased business success. So, on today's episode of Straight Out of Health IT, I have the pleasure of chatting with one of the foremost experts on this topic of mind mastery and superior wellness, Dr. Patricia Ballone. Thank you. I love being here and I am looking forward to our conversation. I'm so looking forward to talking to you and getting some free coaching and mentoring today, but also learning how I can get ongoing support from you as well through your program. So let me share with our audience a little bit about who you are, because this is an amazing rock star. Dr. Ballone is a high-performance mastery mentor coach, functional medicine doctor, and lifestyle strategist. She's an international best-selling author, and her books have been highlighted on networks such as Fox, NBC, ABC, CBS, International Business Times, and many, many more networks and news outlets. She's also a highly sought out guest speaker, leader, influencer, and guest on podcasts, at conferences, and summits around the world. Dr. Malone is also the CEO and founder of Health Team Network, a company that's dedicated to skyrocketing health, lifestyle, and mindset with superior science-based solutions and programs and where the results actually really matter. She's a proud Midwesterner, so I want to hear more about her life growing up in the Midwest as well, too. 
And her other educational experience spans really over 38 plus years of experience in clinical science as a doctor of chiropractic and acupuncture medicine, while also holding multiple certifications in chiropractic sports uh, physician, functional medicine practitioner, and lifestyle medicine coach, as well as receiving additional training from the Chinese Sports Medicine at the National Olympic Training Center in Beijing, China. Wow, that's amazing. We have to hear a little bit more about that as well. Her medical services include Special Olympics, Boston Marathon, men's and women's pro volleyball games, international windsurfing championships, LPGA, and many more professional entities. She's very passionate about sharing her knowledge and solutions and making sense of challenges that result in even better outcomes that keep you on top of your game, whether it's at work, at home, or at play. Everything you need to have better health and mind mastery. Her programs are personalized, reflecting a unique bio-individual needs and the goals of her clients. No stone is left unturned for Dr. Ballone. She focuses on the mind, body, and soul. She's a team player who thrives on strategic solutions that are driven by faster, simpler, safer evidence-based programs and keeps you moving forward while realizing your goals in less time. So without further ado, let me welcome you again, Dr. Ballone, to Straight Out of Health IT. Well, I love being here again, you know, and I haven't listened to my introduction in a while. So that was really, I'm thinking like, wow, we don't realize how much we actually do in our lifetime, Absolutely. you know, and to try to put that all on one page is really difficult. Yes, sir. <laughs> and, and, and trust it, me, and I was editing a few. There's a lot more I could have shared with you about this book, <laughs> but I'm going to let her tell her story. So let's you. jump into this. You don't want to hear from me. You want to hear from this woman. So let me go ahead and hit the ground running with my very first question. I always ask this of my guests because, yeah, I read your resume and it talked about all the wonderful personal and professional things you've accomplished, but that's just part of the story. I want you to share with the audience your personal journey and professional journey and how did you end up in this industry that you're in today? I mean, that's got to be an interesting, and I know there's an interesting story because I've heard it already, but I want you to share with our audience this journey you've taken to be where you are today and how did you get to this point where now you're a best-selling author, you're writing all sorts of books and you're changing people's lives. So, so let's start there. Well, let me start by saying, I think I, the story, I have so many stories. I grew up in an Irish neighborhood. We yes. have stories. Yes. And, got great and, stories. And, you know, so and we used to have like, her back on too. So great <laughs> you stories. You can't make up all that stuff, right? You know, That's it's right. just like, you know, because it really, really did happen. And especially when you're not embellishing it or any exactly. of that type of thing. I learned that from my mentor. He goes, you don't have to do anything about embellishing anything. <laughs> and he said, so, but it was really, really great to grow up where I did grow up because I had something special. Like my father always told me I could do anything I wanted to do. That's great. And then if I put my mind to it, he wanted me to be an electrical engineer. And I just didn't like any of his friends. They were so boring. And <laughs> I want to have fun. Right. I mean, it's just like, I didn't want to be in brick and mortar. And I wanted to be able to do magic, so to speak. And so when I was a kid, when we used to play doctor and nurse, I was never the nurse. I was never the patient and I never died and right. none of my patients ever died. Not and right. I used to do these like stupid experiments, maybe not so stupid, but do these experiments like eat ice cream and stand outside with a spring coat on and right. eat the ice cream because I thought that I could equalize my temperature and then, oh. I, wouldn't, and then I wouldn't feel cold. I was in right. Michigan. Exactly. And that's when oh, we really? used to get somewhere up to like 24 to 48 inches of snow every year. Exactly. <laughs> and that was in- What was the result of that experience? 
<laughs> well, I, I didn't get cold. Oh, I really? thought that was interesting. That's one thing. You know, and then one time I was, um, you know, I collected some plastic pickle jars and cleaned them out. And I wanted to do for my science project when I was in fourth grade, I was nine years old. I did acid-base indicators. And I mm. called my father up at work who worked for LA Chemicals at the time. He was the vice president. And I asked him if he could bring me some phenolphthalein home. Right. And so he just said, that's a pretty big word for a nine-year-old. And he goes, what are you going to do with it? And so I told him, so he brought me the phenolphthalein down. He helped me clean the jars out and make sure that they were sterilized. And I did my experiment and brought it in. And my teacher sent it to the state and I came and stuck it in the state that year. Wow, look at you. And I never thought that was important. Nobody like it came back and let's have a party like they I'll, do now. Right. <laughs> you no, know? I, but I it was just, not, but it was, at nine years old, you already had that desire for uh, an interest in, in math and science and, you know, just oh, math was like my, the world. The simple math and geometry was my right. forte. Trigonometry and algebra. I had exactly. the worst algebra teacher in the world when I was in high school. Right. And that I did not understand anything that she talked about. <laughs> and I thought for sure that I was never going to get out of school because I had to pass that class in order to get mm-hmm. out of there. But at any rate, my father wanted me to go to college. And I told him that I didn't want to go to college. By the time I graduated from high school, I was done. Mm-hmm. I was ready to go do anything, flip burgers, do something else. But I right. wasn't going to college. Right. And so he just thought that that was not a really good idea. But how he approached his solution with me as we got into his car, we went to Detroit from the suburbs so that we could have lunch. Right. And so on the way going into Detroit, he decides to pull off the highway a little sooner and we go into this area where the riots started in Detroit in 1967, which were never really built back up. And he said, get out of the car. Mm-hmm. And I said, get out of the car. And he said, well, if you don't go to college, this is where you're going to live. Right. Oh, you know, so okay. then I just said, Let's bring it home for you, right? Yeah. And I said, I don't want to get out of the car. And he goes, well, you need to get out of the car because you're not going to go to college. So I'll go by the house of your choice on the street. And he said, you can live here. And I sat back and it was like one of those New York nanoseconds. <laughs> and I said, I'll go to the college of your choice. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then he wanted me to be that electrical engineer, which did not work out. But I was always attracted to science based. I never took trigonometry. Sure. And my algebra teacher in college was more fun. But I have no idea how I ever made it out of that class. Right, right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a memory of that. But I did like science. and I liked doing science experiments in the chemistry part of it. Um, and when I finally got the hang of it, like how chemistry works and like if you look at it. So I had a great tutor, that guy that I worked with that was a burnt out a chemical engineer. And right. he taught me how to, to do chemistry. And it was just so much fun when he did it. And I started yeah. to really excel. Yeah, so and that's more amazing my, when you find those right teachers that tap into that thing that really causes that light bulb to go off for you, right? And you become Oh, happy. for sure. I went into a class for biochemistry that was, I was a week late. Right. The quiz already gone. And so I couldn't make up, because he let you drop your worst quiz. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't have that choice, but I ended up getting an A in the course. Oh, there you go. And, that, and this guy just, like, he would work like, problems with me. He goes, how do you do this? And how do you do this? kind of thing. So I was really blessed by having him. I don't know where he's at it anymore, but that was right there in the right time at the right, right. moment with the right energy that okay. spurred me on. So when I told my father I wanted to go to chiropractic school, I thought he was going to have a heart attack. Really? <laughs> and, so. Yeah, he did not like chiropractors. He thought that chiropractors were quacks. And I just said, well, yeah. okay. I said, you're entitled to that, but I'm still going to go to chiropractic school. And so that's what I did. And I went to chiropractic school. I never looked back. I paid for my own way. He never yeah. gave me a cent to go really? to school because he said, if that's what you want to do, then you're out of your Not finance. Right. 
right? I'm not doing that. And I did have to borrow money from him one time, but he gave me such a hard time for, about it that as it happened, and I started having these experiences in my life, somebody's walking by that. I barely knew this woman at school. And she right. goes, you look like you lost your best friend. And I said, my loans didn't come in and I don't have enough money to pay rent. And I don't, I mean, because I had like $400 maybe in the, in the bank period right. at the time. And so what ended up happening was she just said, I just got my student loans. How much money do you want? I said, oh, maybe like six or 700 bucks until I get my money in and I'll pay you back right away. And that we've never to this day ever really been close. Right. You know? oh, really? Like but we still don't... run into each other and stuff like that, but we've never been like bosom buddies. I used to babysit sure. for her when she had a kid when she was in chiropractic school. Exactly. You know, and her husband used to fix my car. We had that kind of friendship, but it wasn't like really close friendship. Right. And uh, she stroked a check for me, pulled her checkbook out, stroked a check for me for $1,700 and said, just pay it back when you get your stuff. Because you would get your um, lump sum of your money for your student loans. And then you had to figure out how to manage it. And so I sent my father his money back. <laughs> you know, that really irritated him. But yes. at any rate, so I ended up going to school and I ended up selling, met my husband there. And we ended up going to back to Michigan for a little while because that's where I was from. And then going to Massachusetts and we found a practice on Cape Cod that was underserved. Right. And we were able to get an SBA loan. That was an experience because exactly. the regular bank didn't want to give us money. And then we got the SBA loan and we got the practice and the rest is history. We grew a practice that was underserved and seeing 30 patient visits a week to seeing within five months, we're seeing 125 patient visits a oh, wow. week. And we were helping Great. sick people get well and well people to maintain their wellness. Exactly. You know, and we never said no. With somebody, and that's always been a rule of mine, if somebody's in pain, I never say no. I will figure it out. So it's like I've got people out my eardrums in my office, right. you know, when I had my office at the time, but I'll figure it out. I said, you might have to see her till nine o'clock, but you'll, I'll definitely see you and I'll make sure that you get taken care of today. That was always how I did things in my office. Sure. And what, you, you know, know, what a testament to you to just sticking to your guns, you know, just overcoming the adversity of going to school, defying your father's wishes, and ultimately following your passion in a field that, to your point, very back in the 60s, 70s, the perspective on it wasn't all that positive, you know, uh, mm -hmm. in the industry. Now, fast forward today, everybody's going to the Everyone goes to the chiropractor. Right. I mean, yeah, we had Aaron Rodgers, exactly. you know, years ago who started to see a chiropractor. Actually, sure. he needs to see me now, by the way. That's you right. Because I can help him with that torn Achilles tendon for sure. You hear you that? Because he, he's got a little bit of healing on that to do, but there's some really great wrapping yes. that you can do. And there's other structural things that led to that issue for right. him also. You exactly. know, we won't go. That's another broadcast. But I, and, I, and like even, you know, Roger Clemens, when he blew out his shoulder, but he really blew out his wrist. Yeah, that is just seeing respite pointing to my elbows. And because I watched him, I had great seats and at Fenway. And I could see with a little even baby binoculars, minute movements when he was pitching. And I used to follow him just because I just thought he was so tenacious sure. as a, in the personality and also as an athlete. And in my sport, in my realm of getting my sports medicine degree really made me like, you know, that was like my cup of tea, pro volleyball, men's pro volleyball games, like the windsurfing. Those are always really great, fun things to work in. And they always had them on the beach. So it was great. <laughs> so, so, like, so tell me, how did you then pivot from having a very successful chiropractic practice to now moving down this path of high performance, mental mindset, becoming a mindset mentor and coach. What was the pitch? What was the shift? 
Well, one of the things is I sold my practice when I got burnt out. And I always dealt with high performance. Mm-hmm. As a sports physician, I always dealt with athletes. Well, you dealt with high like performance elite, people, right? elite athletes. And I exactly. just thought they were normal. Sure. You know, it's just like the Kenyan runners. I know what the Kenyan runners eat. And I know what makes them, because of what they eat, be mm-hmm. even better athletes and be the achievers that they are and the successful achievers that they are again and again. And that mindset right. for that team spirit. And so, and people used to ask me all the time, Dr. Pat, I don't know how the heck you do it. How do you do it? Because when I got divorced, I inherited the whole practice. And I went from working two and a half days a week to working five. Mm-hmm. Then I decided I could five days and four days. <laughs> and it would give me an allegedly longer weekend, which never sure. happened. But it gave me the opportunity. It's just like if I was going to do, and if I was going to be the example and be who I say I want you to be, or you're going to come to me for, that I have to lead by example. And that's how I live by example. My diet was so clean. And I didn't think about it. I mean, I still drank wine. I still had a drink every once in a while. And I still did other things. My mindset was when I worked, I worked. Right. You know, my goal is like when you came, if you came in my office, for me, you deserved 150% of my attention. Absolutely. And I had to have the mental physical, emotional, and spiritual. Mm -hmm. And so what I did is that I created systems in my office and I have systems for people too. And what I do is just like going, okay, in my office, if someone came in who was working and was in a bad mood, they got sent outside with the rock and said, when you can be happy, you can bring the rock back in and put it back Uh at home. And it sounded really funny and everyone kind of laughed at it, but nobody had to say, oh, he thinks this or she thinks this. It just ended up in your workstation. Okay. And the only workstation that didn't end up is in mine because I just said like, and ask me a question that I can answer saying yes or no to. Here's the problem. Here's three solutions. Right. Or here's the solution. It's a yes or no. Exactly. You know, and and then that's next piece. And like, and I would tell people like, if you can take this and take this into your personal life, you can have that same level of success too. But people get tired very quickly. Sure. And they don't have the discipline and the resilience. And it's a lot of things that they're really doing in their life don't resonate with them. Right. So let me stop you there then. I asked you kind of a follow-up question to that. You know, in today's fast-paced business world where you've got high-level executives and entrepreneurs and business leaders that are facing immense pressure to be successful and constant need to innovate, to lead teams, to meet deadlines. To your point, with your practice to some degree, it led to a little bit of burnout there as well and anxiety. And I'm not suggesting you had anxiety, but it does lead to anxiety and other mental health challenges. Why is it that a mindset mastery or adopting these mindset mastery principles are so important to being able to elevate our wellness in the workplace and by also developing these kind of positive skill sets can help boost our energy and creativity and productivity. What is it about this methodology, philosophy, concept, whatever term you want to use, that can make you a much more productive, much more happy individual? Well, first off, you have to decide that you want to be. You right. have to desire the belief and you have to expect it. Okay. And then one of the things too, Powerful. like in, yeah. in like when I'm listening to people and I go, well, tell me about when you get up in the morning, what do you do? For me, I like to lay in bed for like a half hour. So right. instead of just laying in bed doing nothing, I listen to tapes. <laughs> and I listen because I want to start my day on a positive note because I know that if I listen to the news or if I listen, like it's just like that energy just sure. uh, sucks you right in. 
Mm-hmm. And we all know we had that experience because we know that person, when someone calls you up on the telephone, you look like, oh my God, if I have to talk to that person, I have to go take another shower. Right. You know, because their <laughs> energy is so draining. Sure. You have to change those electrons around that. So having that profound impact, mindset and health go hand in hand. Right. One's not bigger than the other. But yeah. a lot of people sometimes get so wrapped up in their life that they don't pay attention to their health. Mm-hmm. And they're on their mind. So, you know, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, ten. And then I have to do this tomorrow. And then that and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, instead of sitting back and going like, what's the big picture? Or how do I start my day so I get the most, in, like the, I can make the most impact and I can get the most out of my day. You've got to do things like maybe get up a half hour earlier. Maybe when you're exercising multitask and think about like, what am I grateful for? What are the nine things that when I get back after my shower that I need to do before I walk out the door for my okay. business, for my personal life and for my kids and my family? What are those things? Because that's like, we got three different structures there, right? Sure. Family, self, and career, exactly. you know, and how do you do that? So you blend them in and what do you address first? And that introduction to mindset mastery, you've got to know where you're at and where your glitches are. Sure. A lot of so, times so is there a sequence of what I address? Do I address me personally first and family, then business or family, then business, then me? Is there like a flow to that? Self-love and self-care trump oh. family and career. Okay. And so, you know, and that's what I say. It's just like, and tell your boss to call me. Um, And so I have no problem talking to them. But the thing about the mindset is the mental attitude and your belief systems that whatever you learned before. So if you don't know where that glitch is at, we have to discover where that glitch is at so that anything that happens will never disturb your peace of mind. So if you have things that happen to you that disturb your peace of mind, then you need space. You need a bubble bath, you need Epsom salts, you need to go out and run 10 miles, you need to do something very specific to jog your brain so that it's back and not on the primitive mode or the mammalian brain, which is the brain that stores your emotions, keeps on triggering something back that from your kid that you keep on hitting the wall or the ceiling. It's not healthy mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially to keep on hitting the wall. And so if you do, and if you don't eat right, then you can't think right. right. And if you don't think right and you don't eat right, you're not going to feel good. And right. then you get on this catch-22 that you don't want to be on in that. So how do you stop it? Yeah. You know? How do we stop it? You just, you declare it's over. Okay. You know, okay. so it's like we all dated that some person in our lives that we just kind of had something like, I can't work this out anymore. I'm done. And you got to like, what's that song or the car going, no one to fold them? You right, know what right. I mean? Like, you know, you need to like, okay, so what's going on that keeps triggering me? And how can I take care of that trigger? But first, in order to sort that out, you got to piece out and you got to go like, what are the pieces? What pieces of the puzzles do I have? And where am I strong in? And what am I weak in? And where do I get those weak ones fixed? Right. It's the same thing in my book, Where You Sick, Fat, and Tired, which looks at where it's a workbook, guidebook, and an advocating tool about where to start your health journey. You've got to know where your health is at in order to be able to be productive and to be able to think straight. And whether it's women or men, women have a tendency to like, they'll die. (laughs) Like they'll keep on going if they think they're going to do it for their kid. And they forget to take care of themselves. Right, exactly. And I think we always make this excuse around, I don't have time. You know, I don't have time Mm -hmm. to work out or I'll have time to sit there and take a mental break or to 
meditate or do that self-care, I get caught in that trap a lot of times too. I'm hit, waking up and the first thing I want to hop up and hit the ground running and try to check off all the things that are running through my head that I've got to get accomplished today. And then at the end of the day, I'm mentally drained and exhausted and I'm not there for my family, my community, my friends, because all, now all I want to do is just go to bed and start all over again. You said you have to make a conscious decision to say, I'm going to stop, but that's sometimes easier said than done, right? Well, that's uh, why you hire a coach or a mentor. Oh, there you go. Or, 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 or a consultant, because I have a very specific pathway that I lead somebody down who needs to do right. that. But when you get control, because stuff happens. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just like, you know, and if you look like everything happens for a reason. For instance, I was just driving back from New York. I think we had a conversation when I was in New York, and I was driving back. And I had all of a sudden this insight or this right. feeling like I should go get gasoline for my car. Did I need gasoline yet? No, but I wanted to buy it in New Jersey because A, they pump it for you. And B, <laughs> it's a little cheaper than buying it in Pennsylvania. Sure. So I just quickly looked at my gasoline app and I went, great, there's a BP here. I got off the highway and I went and did that. I literally got there, hit the restroom, got gas in my car and I bolted out of there no longer than 15 minutes. Right, right. So when I got back on the road, because I always think things happen for a reason, and we have to listen to what's happening. Mm -hmm. There was a car, like an old Lincoln Continental, that flipped. And oh, it wow. didn't just flip and roll over. It went head to toe. Wow. And then rolled on. I mean, it was literally crunched. The top of the roof was like maybe one side was about like a half a foot. And uh -huh. I'm thinking, wow, if I would have just kept on going, I would have been and a part right of there. That at yeah. that time because that was Definitely. and it just happened like maybe like 10 minutes before that because people were freaking out and sure. you know and i just asked this guy he goes he i go is, is a guy in there alive did you guys call 911 i mean it's my first question right. you know and so like i already called him he's coming and i said if he can drink give him some water right right because you know, it was like really really hot but there's no other car involved mm -hmm. It was so, it was like spooky. And then right. my GPS took me off the road over through Edson, New Jersey, and then mm -hmm. back on the road to get into Pennsylvania for no apparent reason. But exactly. I decided, go with the flow, <laughs> you know? And I could have got stressed out about it. Yeah. But I decided, I go, it's just going to happen. When I worked in the office, I call it Einstein's time. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to a chapter in this book I was listening to. I think the chapter was called Einstein's time. And I was listening to it and I said, wow, if I could teach people how to do that mm -hmm. so that they're in their optimal alignment and their grace magnet, so they have cool things happen to them all the time, that would be so cool. And so I'm listening to this chapter. I get right. and I go to go work in someone's office to cover it. And so when I got there, I just said to this girl, I said, you know, since I'm here, I said, let's shake and bake, you know? Right. I said, because if I see so many patients, I get these incremental bonuses from this. This is years ago. And so she said, how many people do you have to see? So I told her and we did the morning. Right, right. Right. Saw like 15 people or something like that. The afternoon when I walked in from lunch, it was wild to wild people. Oh, really? I'm talking wild to wild. There's no sure. standing room and there was no sitting room. And I walked in and I was like, oh my God, I was supposed to go to dinner that night. And I'm going, oh my God, I'm never going to get out of here. Exactly. You know, was my first thing I said. And I, then I, my self-talk was, don't look at your watch. Mm -hmm. And she said, Dr. Pat, they're all here to see you. And she goes, everyone's from the morning, referred their family and friends to come in. So we're already come here. And I just went like, I was thinking, be careful what you ask for because you're going to get it. That's you right. know, and we saw like that day over 55 people. Wow. 
some of them were just adjustments. Some of them I had to do other sure. stuff with. So sure. the adjustment stuff was pretty simple. But we were like that the whole week. And people kept on coming in. Every time I turned around, there's a hundred waiting room full of people. And, and for me, i thinking, I, I go, just go with it. And I was out within 15 minutes from right. where our uh, last patient was. There you like go. We stopped at 7 o'clock. I was done at 7.15. There, there you, you know. And so it's just how you approach in your mindset about what is it? What's the problem? What's the sure. solution? Why is the universe giving me this anyway? Right. right? And how you we know, and, that in a more effective way mm -hmm. well, too. So I wanted to quickly turn our attention to right behind you is your first book, I believe, right? No, uh, it's the second edition. Oh, it's the second, second edition. Second. Okay. Why are it's you- the one in red letters. <laughs> well, why are you sent back and tired? I love the title. Tell me, why am I sent back and tired? Well, a lot of things people don't pay attention, that health thing, right? right? You know, again, and they really don't know how to. It's not anyone's fault. Sure. Like no one's taught anybody how to cook in this country or how to read labels. And so if you are giving, it's like having, I think we're all born as Ferraris. That's my belief system. Mm -hmm. And I think what happens is we go to our life at the age of seven, our frequency for like how we operate, that's how kids are like so creative and they see right. spirits and stuff like that. You start losing that capacity because they tell you it doesn't exist. And then you're getting old enough that you can say like, well, maybe there isn't anybody there or like whatever. But that piece of the puzzle for that in having people have the, be able to make the right decisions about how to handle your health, you've got to know where to start your health journey. Okay. You have to know what you have as a foundational line. And so when you're looking at this book, this book tells you your weakest link and it tells you your strongest link. So I like to know when I'm talking to somebody about this and we're going through the questions, there's 11 chapters, like 11 for women, 11 for men, right? 12 oh, okay. chapters in the book. Oh, different then, perspectives, huh? men and women. Right. And it's an in-depth survey about your health. People mm -hmm. told me my doctors never asked me any of these questions. And they should, because if you knew where to look, if you knew what to do to be healthy, if you could right. do things that you could update and upgrade your health so that the other things of how to think and move better are non-existent, it isn't like a, a big hassle, it isn't overwhelming you, then you would be able to experience better health. And if you're able to experience better health, we're able to think better. And why do you think traditional medicine doesn't approach it that way? Because they're doctors of manner. It's like they're doctors of ah, like, we, what's the matter with you? You go in and you tell them what's wrong with you. Right. And then they do a bunch of tests. Right. I like to say like, okay, so Christopher, what did you eat? Mm -hmm. What did you eat for lunch that suddenly right. an hour and a half, two hours later, you feel like you need coffee? So you want to right. pull your adrenals out so you have two cups of coffee. Right, right. You know, but you didn't like, but you didn't know that if you drank that two cups of coffee and it was only black that you had to drink four glasses of water to help your liver be able to process it. Okay. Right. And things like that. So if you knew those pieces of the puzzle, this book shows you where you need to pay attention to in a very logical way. There, It's a science-based assessment that looks at where you're at to where you got to go. And it just tells you that information. Whether uh -huh. you work with me or you work with somebody else, it doesn't matter. But you want somebody who understands what those questions mean, you know, which would be a functional medicine doctor, or it would be somebody who practices lifestyle medicine, because they would be able to put a bigger picture, take that piece and paint that picture for you. So you could see, oh, I'm missing this and I'm missing that. Or I have a high score here in my gut because you are not what you eat. You are what you have the ability to absorb. So if you have a damaged intestinal tract, sometimes you can take foods in a lot sooner. 
Right. And when you do that, you're looking for the couch at work to do that. One of the things I wrote an article, maybe like in 2021, at the okay. end of 2021 or early 2022. And in that article, it was in 2021. And I wrote about people working at home and people being let to work at home. This is before right. the pandemic because you had IBM that led the way in that. And then they realized that people were much more productive in community. And a lot of people that at home, you know, they have other things to deal with. They had kids running through, things like that. We saw that with the pandemic, you know, sure. and there's a wide berth when you're on Zoom calls at that time. Yes, there is. <laughs> you know, you're thinking, now you have such a nice kid. Or like, you know, or your wife comes in and starts yelling at you and don't realize you're in the board right. meeting. Exactly. You know, it's that's like, you know, comes or, in and asks your husband questions, yeah. Right. So the pieces is less like, you know, in, in arranging all those pieces, you have to know your foundation. You have to know where your basic lines are. And it has to be back to basics. You don't have to have some fancy damsy thing because a lot of supplementation even and a lot of, you know, foods that you eat, food is medicine. If you really listen to your soul, you will know whether or not you should eat something. Exactly. And if you get sick, you can just close your eyes. I mean, I've had this happen to me before where I had a dinner and I had stuffed clams on Cape Cod when I lived there and something else and lobster. So someone goes, what did you get sick from? I said, the clams. And they go, how do you know it's clams? Like I could just, I, it was clams. Right. You know, like, I'm just, it was like, I, that's my gut instinct. I didn't tell that. You that. Exactly. The universe is telling me it's the clams. And it's just like, and I don't really gravitate towards them. I don't gravitate towards, like, if somebody wants to offer me something at a party and I don't eat it, I won't eat it. Even if, to be polite, I might take the plate and I go put it down and put the sure, in the trash sure. or something. But I don't, I, I, I like, yeah, you have to listen to your body and right. you have to say, like, you know, is this really good for me to do? Exactly. Because a lot of times when we don't trust our instinct, we don't trust ourselves, we make a lot of mistakes and you're going, oh, this is simple. I can just grab something on the fly here, sure. you know, but there's things that you can get on the fly that are good for you. Right. I mean, I get to talk a webinar to 17 year old kids that are in junior achievement and they ask better questions sometimes than when I did that webinar than people who are adults. And one girl said like, I'm in school all day long and I just never going to make my stuff, you know, she said, right. so where can I go? Because what's close by is Wendy's, McDonald's, right, you know, that parties and that kind of thing. And I said, what about Trader Joe's? Or what about, because you go to Trader Joe's, they have chicken salad and you can buy cucumbers. Right. And you can buy water. Right. Kind of What's thing. You don't have to have it on bread. You don't always have to eat sandwiches. They have spoons for you at Trader Joe's. You right. know, and there's places that are called Sweet Pea that make salads up and things like that, that you can put stuff together. Exactly. So it's a choice to eat healthy. And when you kind of go like, oh, I'm in the mood for comfort food. Sure. My Dr. Pat rule is that you're going to send, send well. If your comfort food is like a bowl of potato chips, you right. might want to rethink that out. Because I'd rather send on something bigger than that and have, you, <laughs> you know, so I'd rather have a second glass of wine. Right, you right. Know, um, if I'm in it. conversation with sure. somebody, you know, and like, and not have dessert, I can easily turn down dessert. But if I feel for something sweet, I always get frozen blueberries and I take blueberries and I put coconut creamer on them a little bit so they freeze up and then right. I mash them and I have ice cream. Oh, it's just like those, like just like simple things that don't, you know, and, and the more simply that we eat, the more you're healthier. Yes. So let me pivot just a little bit because we're going to be nearing the end of this conversation. So we definitely have to have you back. I know when we were preparing for this episode, we talked about a lot of different things. And so you got a lot of good stories that I've left for our audience to hear. So expect you back on the show. 
But you also talked about cultivating kind of this resilient mindset, you know, overcoming obstacles and bouncing back from setbacks. In this world of business, obstacles and setbacks are just inevitable. It's just a part of life, right? How we respond to that ultimately determines our success. Maybe you can offer to our listeners your thoughts on what are some things you can do to cultivate a resilient mindset? Well, it starts with your belief, your desire, and your expectation for sure. And that you have to say it's so. When you say something's going to happen, I was talking to a friend of mine. He was giving me an excuse about why he hasn't taken, done something with his dogs or something else that his wife was telling him. And I said, if you really wanted to do that, it would have been done. Sure. You know, and so it comes from that inner place that, you know, you get quiet with and you start where you pray or whether you meditate and being able to center yourself so you have that piece to do it so that you have the mental part taken care of. And the mental part, you know, you're exploring your mental wellness. You're thinking, it's just like, stop having such thin skin. I mean, stuff happens. You know, the thing is to learn from what happens so you don't make the mistake again. And if you make the mistake again, you're going, okay, so what was similar the first time and the second time? And how do I miss that the second time? Right. And stop beating yourself up. It's not pretty. And right. you can't move forward with that mindset. And you got a part of the process, right? Not. Yeah, failure is a part of the process, right? Mm-hmm. You know, failing your life. Sometimes I prefer to be successful, but sometimes yeah. it's just, I'll, I don't call it failure. I just call it like, oh, you Learn. know, I hit a brick wall there. Do mm-hmm. I want to turn right or do I want to turn left? Sure. You know, and then saying like, you know, and how can I correct that? And it's just like, so that happened. And having the ability to be resilient and be resourceful. Right. My diamond earrings on my ears fell into the sink one time. And my, the guy who I first worked with as a chiropractor sent me to the, get a plumber's wrench. I have no clue what a plumber's wrench is. And I walked out the door and a block down, there's this big hole in Boston Edison, which no longer called Boston Edison anymore. Five guys in this big hole. Right, right. And I said, I leaned over and went, Hey, how are you guys doing? And I said, Can I ask you a question? And this guy said, What's the question? I said, What's a plumber's wrench? What do they look like? Right. He goes, what do you need a plumber's wrench for? I said, my earrings fell into the sink at this chiropractic office down the street, and he's mm-hmm. not letting anybody use it. And um, he said, if I don't help you, my wife's going to kill me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so he showed me a plumber's wrench, and he showed sure. me how to use it. I learned something. There you go. And then I went and bought coffee for everybody, and I bought them food for their lunch for helping me recover these earrings that nice. you know I no longer take them off. Right. <laughs> so, but that piece of it, it's just like, I could have got upset about it. I just decided how to solve the problem. Right. I need for me, and what I love to help people do is I love to help them make sense of whatever it is. It doesn't go just for health. It's into any industry. Like, sure. what is it that you need to make sense of? And like, here's some questions to ask. So you ask the right questions. Because if you right. keep on asking the wrong questions, you're going to get the wrong answers and you're not going to be able to make better decisions based upon that. But if you know the right, hey, this is a better question to ask. It's just like, and that in regards to that, if you go back to the book, like the Five Dysfunctions of a Team, I love that book. And it was my first comic book that I actually really liked as an adult. And so I don't know if any any of your readers have ever read it, but it's a great book about how people- It is a great book. How people get along. Exactly. You know, and there's people who try like, you know, that how to handle someone who's sabotaging you mm-hmm. and what you can do, that toxic person. I always freeze them for sure. toxic people around me. Right. I right. freeze them and then I ignore their energy because they, they can't touch me mentally, physically, emotionally. Spend that whole piece that I always say. When you have that strength and that strong character and have that peace of mind, 
stuff happens. Stuff's going to happen. It's called life. Right. Absolutely. You know, it's just what level of importance do you really want to give that? And then how much do you want this? Like, do I really want this to destroy the rest of my day? I got to go to my kid's baseball sure. game. Right. You know, it's, I've it's got dinner lot. tonight with my partner and I want to have fun. Absolutely. So I let another person affect my emotional well-being as well, too. Why do I give them that much power over me? So, Well, you know, when I used to see a lot of patients, if you can imagine, I would never ask people how they were. Mm -hmm. I always ask them, tell me about your back. Exactly. And then every once in a while, I get zapped. But if Mm -hmm. I got zapped, I would go out and I would just jump up and down like a little kid being spoiled. You know, I can't have my way and have temper tantrum. But I did it for exercise purposes and just realigned myself and then I'd go back in. But I learned something from this guy named Greg Sheetwood, who was very famous and he was a motivational speaker. And that and he taught us when I was in chiropractic school that when someone's trying to take your thunder, mm-hmm. you know, you just get in that Italian stance where the Italians kind of put their hand down and put their right, hands right. up. Oh, and you just turn your hand backwards so your palms out and you right. just say, I totally understand. You know, oh, wow. And then you cross your arms because then your energy is protected. And I it's started happened. doing that. And I was able to listen to people from a distance mm-hmm. without injuring my own emotional, physical, mental, my well-being when I was working. Wow. That. I love and that. So, and it was such a great thing. And then I learned something from Sonia Coche. I think that's how you say her last name, about how to freeze people. And that's beautiful. I have women who call me up. It's just like, because they work in a very male-dominated business where they're sure. at. This one woman said, this guy was so annoying, Dr. Pat. I'll tell you, I did that freeze method that you showed me and taught me. And she said, he never is going to have any of my energy ever again. That's and great. then they fired the guy. I mean, because they found oh, out oh, that he was like being so obnoxious to right. other people never. too. And right. I said, you don't have to do anything. If someone's going to hang themselves, they're going to hang themselves. You can don't even need to expedite the piece, yeah. the puzzle of that. But it's really great to be able to have that inner strength or that, like, how did I get there? Sure. It's just like through a lot of trial and error. And, you know, I can remember one day, you know, it's just like oh, people are coming to see me when I'm working because they want to hear about my life. Right, right. Only the girls when I bought Victoria's Secret stuff. I mean, they would want to hear <laughs> stuff like that. But they, but they, you know, but as far as like, you know, they don't want to hear sure. about my life or people would just say, Dr. Pat, how do you remember everything? Exactly. You know, and I was so like, I had a good diet. I had good thoughts. I did good deeds. And I always wanted to see my patients and everybody that I know thrive. Because if they thrive, we all thrive. Well, there you go. So guess what? Our time is up. And I drove. Oh, man. Yes, I know. (laughs) I know. So I have got to have you back on the program. There's so much more I want to talk to you about. I know you have another another book coming out as well, too. So you want to share that real quickly and then we'll have you back on. We'll talk about that book as well. Okay. This book is launching its pre-launches in New York City and it's going to be on the Bubbletron on the 19th to the 20th is a certain time of day. I'm not sure what time of day that is, but also they secured a place on the Today Show. And so on the Today Show, they said, bring your best Today Show sign. So I'm recording. I already like set the TV up to be able to record it. I'm not going to be there. So that book is called Your Deck of Success. And it's written by 52 collaborating authors. And there's two jokers. And the jokers are the people who put it together. Um, (laughs) So, you know, my chapter is on high performance, high performance and success. And that chapter is called The Jack of Hearts. 
I love and it. the Jack of Hearts has meaning for me because my dog's name was Jack and he had the biggest heart in the world. And he was just, everybody loved him. People Wonderful. who didn't like dogs loved him. But that book's coming out and the, that's the pre-launch. And then the launch is going to happen officially on Amazon about a week later for that piece of the puzzle. And that's really exciting. I'm really glad yeah. to see the youngest author. I think Rich Parsons was one of the creators for that. He sure. told us on my first podcast that I ever became a, a you, <laughs> a, right, host, right. A, a co-host, <laughs> is going to be launching this Wednesday also, you oh, know, and that's okay, and called Folks Unfeathered Wonderful. Um, with F-O-L-K-E-S. So and we interviewed Rich Parsons of this book and, you know, we learned so much from him and he shared so much with that piece of the puzzle. They were both the, my partners of ex-military. Mm-hmm. I mean, they said stuff I had no clue what they were talking about, <laughs> but That's- it was really great just to have that bigger understanding and the undertaking of sure. something that was that significant. So that's going to happen on this Wednesday. So I'm really excited. Your deck of success is going to be on Amazon in about a week. And then you can always find me on LinkedIn. And I'm sure in the show notes, we'll have all that information. It will. But I wanted you to also say, just go ahead and plug your website. And if someone wanted to reach you, what is the best way for them to reach you? Pick the phone up. No, (laughs) besides Uh picking the phone up, the best way to reach me is my website is healthteamnetwork.com. And there's a ton of ways to get it. There's a lot. It's very interactive. And there's a lot of ways to reach out and have a conversation. They use the microphone on the homepage because you can tap on it and you can leave me a message. It goes to my email. And if you leave me your phone number and say, call you back, I'll call you back. LinkedIn. And that is what my main presence is, is on LinkedIn. And I love, you know, that's how we met. And I've met some really incredible people I never would have met any other place if it wasn't for the LinkedIn platform. Facebook page. I have a Facebook group about high performance that you'd like to join. Reach out to me on LinkedIn and I can tie you into that piece of the puzzle also. And I'm on Instagram. I don't know what I'm doing on Instagram, but Instagram (laughs) I like because it's quick, it's easy. And I just like to put something out there. And my goal is just like, if you just touch one soul and you plant the seed and you water it, the grass is not always greener on the other side. It is green where you water it. And, you know, and I I, I just, I get thrilled just to see people go like, wow, I did what you said and it worked. (laughs) It's great. Well, we're going to have to leave it there for now. Again, what an amazing individual. Thank you for so much that you're doing for everyone in your community or across the country, around the world in terms of your philosophy insights about how we can unlock the mindset mastery. It's a journey that is uh, going to elevate us to better wellness as business leaders, as entrepreneurs, and it just says individuals in general. I look forward to having you back on again to continue the conversation and delve further into the insights and intricacies of that as well as hearing more of your amazing stories as well too. You just, oh, oh, thank you so much. I like lighting that spark. I love it. I love (laughs) it. I'm an instigator. I love to inspire. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share time with you and your your listeners. Well, thank you everyone again for joining Straight Out of Health IT. Thank you to my guest, Dr. Pat Ballone for joining me. And I look forward to having you back on the program in the near future. And as always, I appreciate everyone that takes the time out of their busy schedule to join me and listen in. Please share this with your friends, family, and loved ones, anyone that you think would benefit from Dr. Ballone's insights and perspectives. Thank you so much for listening to Straight Outta Health IT. We hope you enjoyed today's guest. For more unfiltered dialogue of healthcare leaders and influencers, be sure to tune in next week. For the show notes, transcripts, and resources, 
please visit Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite streaming platform. We invite you to give us feedback by reaching out to Christopher Cunny on LinkedIn, just searching for Straight Outta Health IT, and you'll find us. We are constantly having live discussions about diverse topics in the industry. 